Hello. Welcome to Unprofessional. I'm your host, Jamie Newberry, and there's another one. His name is Dave Whiskus. <laughs> How are another. you? There is another. There's Hi, another. <laughs> hey, Dave. <laughs> are you drunk? I'm not. I've been at the pool all morning. Drinking? And not drinking. Um, I have my kids. I don't know. I don't drink in front of my kids. That's a rule I have. That's a good rule. I have coffee, though, in hand. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, whatever works. All right. Hey, anyway, uh, how are you? I, I'm great, but I, I feel like there's somebody else on this call. Caller, are you there? Caller, hello, caller. Uh, I, I'm on the phone, Mr. Whiskus. <laughs> we have with us today Kyle Richter. It's Kyle. Hello, everybody. Make Kyle. yourself at home, Kyle. Kyle, just, just for the uninitiated, just a, a, a quick, brief uh, overview. Who are you? So I am the uh, the CEO of Martian Craft, a uh, Mac and iPhone and Android development and design shop, and I've uh, been writing Mac and iPhone software for, uh, well, I guess just about 15 years now. You've been writing iPhone software for 15 years? Mac and iPhone, yeah. I kind of tacked those together because it's really hard to kind of verbalize that the iPhone didn't exist. I haven't found a good way to state that yet. You know what's crazy, though? Seven years now. iPhone seven years it's been out that happened really fast you know those stats like uh the pyramids were as old to the romans as the romans are to (laughs) us that kind of thing (laughs) i kind of feel that way about like what what is the the closest equivalent the iphone is now as old to us as blank was when the iphone was launched like what what is that thing what was seven years old i guess the ipod yeah i guess so if you're you're drawing a because that was like yeah well that came man when did that come out 2001. Yeah. Yeah. So the the iPhone is older now than the iPod was when the iPhone came out. Crazy. Oh, I just blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's a rare thing for people to witness this. Ah. You were here, Kyle. (laughs) So glad you could be here for this. We're off to a very awkward start, and it just feels right at home. And this uh, is this is what we do. We would have it no other way. And you both have me sitting very uncomfortable. And I have the AC off because it was making too much noise. <laughs> yep, yep. I had to turn my AC so, off too. By about you know forty-five minutes into this, I'm going to be just you know sweaty and uncomfortable and all kinds of upset. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> might, might have some sort of drop. You'd be the first. When we had, um, oh, I won't even say his name. We had one guest on, an internet personality, an internet sensation, somebody much more powerful and famous than ourselves. Uh, we made him do the entire show with uh, a shirt over his head and microphone oh i actually remember hearing about this when i was a guest yeah yeah so we've we forced guests to do some weird things was this a fraternity prank or you know what was going no, on there no he was recording in a, a conference room it was just <laughs> too there was so much yeah it was so much reverb in the room that it sounded terrible and the only thing we could think of to do was like well could you i don't know like if if you had like a blanket or something, you could put around like like block things off. He's like, "What? Well, I've got I've got this shirt, as hoodie, or something like that." I was like, "Yeah, try that." And so he did the entire show that way. That's it's impressive that he actually did. You know, in the end, we apologized. And he's like, "You know, it's kind of fun." That's awesome. So that's cool. I Jamie, do more you got things locked in a sweatshirt. <laughs> Jamie, you were just telling us about your crazy setup. Oh, so yes, I build a fort. Every week. I, I literally build a fort. Every time we record this show, um, my girls have, they share a room and they have this massive bunk bed system. And I call it a system because it's like, you know, those bunk beds that have a twin bed over a full bed. Yeah. We have those back to back, two of them back to back. 
okay. in the room. So it's like a ship. I don't know. It feels like a pirate ship or something. So there's there's four beds for two children. It's actually six beds. It would be. I mean, there are four, and, but you can sleep six in here easily uh, because they, they're you know the full beds are two people sized. Are they just really large children? What's no, going on? I have tiny. Well, that, no, I have big kids, but <laughs> big in height. They're not hardy. Um, not that that matters. I would love them just the same. But you know. are we describing them as if they were food? <laughs> Hardy, no. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sitting in a fort, and I, I build a fort. Um, it's very comfortable, very cozy. My yeah, kids' room gotta, is way comfortable. Build it and tear it down every time, right? Every time, but it's super easy. It's like you hang two blankets all the way in a sort of a circle. Well, I can tell you, it's it's working. Good. It's way better than I try. I've tried my office. I tried the kitchen. It's all too. I have concrete floors through most of the house. Yeah. Um, and it's just too echoey. Everything's too echoey. And I have yeah. very, I don't have curtains and stuff really. I have some window covers, but no curtains or anything. So Wait, the floors are bare concrete? Yeah. That's Except weird. for I have that and, is it weird? Concrete? Yeah, that's kind of yeah. weird. No, I like it. It's good. Well, I'm, I'm, it sounds great. I've just never seen that before. Really? Where do you, where have you been? I don't know. Kyle, do you, do you know about this? Not an Apple store, apparently. I mean, granted, they call it fancy marble, but it's just concrete. Yeah, with the <laughs> stain. But anyway, so it's funny because when I, in 2002, when I had this house built, it was like it blew the builder's mind. They were like, concrete, that's not a floor. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they insisted that I close with some sort of flooring. So I had to negotiate this really interesting deal with the carpet company because it, it was like in, I bought one of those, you know, homes that's a cookie cutter home or whatever yeah. in one of those communities. And um so like of those people it <laughs> includes the flooring and they were just like what, what do we do um you have to close with bare floors or you have to close with flooring i couldn't close bare floors because if you close bare, bare floors you have to put flooring in within 90 days i'm like but this is the floor you already have the floor wait <laughs> so jamie weird. they they offered you free flooring and you turned it down so what I did is I had them just lay the carpet down like uh, it was not free flooring. You get to choose from their flooring like that's what's included. If you want upgraded flooring, um, you have to pay extra for that. But, you know, there's sort of like this package deal. But the the flooring that's included is like this really shitty carpet and like uh, laminate stuff in the kitchen. And I'm like, no, don't ruin the good concrete. Like there's perfect concrete here. <laughs> Still, somebody was like, hey, do you want a floor in your house? And you're like, nah, that's cool. I'll just be wrong. I would like, I'm, I'm good without a floor. <laughs> I would like concrete because we have concrete slabs out here too in the West. Like we don't have hardwood floors like most, you know, back in New York and on the East Coast and stuff. Everybody has hardwood floors in Chicago and whatnot. Um, yeah. Homes are made with hardwood floors, not here in Las Vegas. It's all concrete slabs. And in the Midwest, it's all uh, carpet. Well, what's all the way carpet. down, like yes, the foundation. <laughs> on the earth, <laughs> Car- carpet, carpet over dirt. It's like everybody lives in a teepee. With a rug. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. So my, I uh, got, I'm learning so much, but I, I want to get back to this weird recording setup thing. Oh yeah. I because I don't have, I don't have a fort going, but I feel like my recording setup is novel. Okay. Talk about in, it. In some way I'm using, uh, I sit in this big faux leather chair that I, I bought for like $200 from Scandinavian Designs. Um, it's, it's, it's a lovely chair sitting in my living room. Very comfortable. It's got these, uh, uh, the armrests are flat. And so my microphone, my blue Spark Digital, is sitting on the armrest. 
and I'm sort of like leaning over and casually talking in the direction of the microphone while my laptop is sitting on a footrest. Very nice. I, it I is, think it is super relaxed. The standing question that Kyle has, if I may ask it for you, Kyle, is are you comfortable? <laughs> I am always comfortable doing this show. <laughs> That's good. Kyle is jealous. I'm, I'm certainly not comfortable. And Jamie, as, as comfy as a fort sounds, I'm just imagining you sitting on a concrete floor at this point. No, I'm so. on a bed. I'm on a soft bed. And actually, the girls have the playroom and their room has carpet, like some pretty plush carpet. On top of the concrete. On top of the concrete, okay. on top of some sort of foam stuff they glue and staple oh, down. Right. Well, so doesn't it yeah. doesn't it get really cold? No. Well, I, no Vegas. That's I, yeah. it gets cold in the in the. People always say that isn't it too hard? Isn't it too cold? No, I live in the desert. It's like, the concrete is refreshing. It sounds like you're getting a lot of harassment over the floors. I have to ask, would it have just been easier to get the free floor and not have to deal with like <laughs> 10 no. years of questions? No, it's, you know, most people who come here go, whoa, what is this? What I'm, kind of floor is this? Yet when I, when I said, wait, cement floors, you acted as if I were insane for thinking that's unusual. No, you know, it's, it is, I guess, not common, but more and more people have taken to it. Like it's, it's not uncommon in modern homes, I guess. Like I think well, it's, it's modern fair, designed homes. I think it's fair for people to have questions and be interested in your crazy floors. It, it totally is. And I, I, don't I mind. think it's, I think it's not uncommon because we're in the middle of a recession. People can't afford floors. That's that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> it looks way better, I think. I think it looks... I don't know. I have bamboo in half of the house also. Like a dark, dark bamboo. Where bamboo do you floor. live? Darfur? <laughs> Darfur. Bamboo and concrete and forts. Yeah. It sounds like a, a really wonderful place. It is it's a wonderful a, place. It is like my home. <laughs> Vietnam. Dude. Yeah, this is, this is pulled right out of a McCain speech. <laughs> I'll have you uh, over. If you guys are ever in Las Vegas, come over. I live like 45 minutes out of town. I'm near nothing <laughs> fun or convenient, but I, I love <laughs> I'm in. home. So, yeah. That's, that's if I may secret. lure you out. <laughs> that's a secret to inviting people anywhere. I'm someplace really, really <laughs> uncomfortable and inconvenient. But come on over anytime you want. Make yourself at home. No. This is my strategy for if I ever get married, I'm going to get married somewhere so ridiculously remote that nobody will show up. That's I don't get a lot of visitors. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I usually have to go downtown and go to the the casinos, hang out with people. You poor thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy that one bit. I'm just teasing. Let's talk about Kyle. I've talked yeah. way too much in this show, Kyle. No, I've, I'm. I don't know. You're, you have this whole flooring thing going on, Kyle. What are your floors <laughs> like? I have that like standard kitchen tile in most of the house. My kitchen just kind of extends. No, wait, uh, though. Because it's a beach house. Stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> standard tile. That is, yeah. there's no generalization there. Because standard for, you know, Florida, the keys may be different well, <laughs> than Dave's standard, may be different than my standard. What's standard tile? Well, you know that, like, 8-inch by 8-inch white tile? With okay. Linoleum? No, it's, it's, it looks like what linoleum would be if it was real. Like what <laughs> linoleum's trying to copy. So, like, what fake wood paneling is to wood. Linoleum yeah. is to what you have. That's that's exactly right. That's I have awesome. the fake wood paneling of linoleum floors. <laughs> linoleum. <laughs> that was a really hard sentence to say. <laughs> We're about uh, to expose the world to the uh, the Kyle Richter word pronunciation game. Yeah, we, we can play that game. <laughs> um, We're so in it. The, the kitchen just kind of just keeps going. And 
that the whole bottom floor is like one giant kitchen, which is fantastic if I ever spill anything. Because so it's, it's like super you, easy to clean. You live in the House of Leaves. I haven't read it yet. Oh, you guys got to read that. I've got it. It's sitting next to me. I can it's like I can reach out and poke at it. Uh, I've not gotten around reading it yet. Kyle has an endless kitchen. Uh, and then the the rest of the house is obviously carpet chosen by somebody who is blind. Oh. <laughs> the colors go into detail here. Elaborate. It's, it's it's like pale ocean blue. Ooh, it's, it's because you live in Florida, and I bet it was done in the eighties. Yeah, no, it's this is like an eighties beach house. Like there's I love crazy it. like ocean artwork and ships and stuff on the walls oh, and the are walls any... are all painted crazy colors of teal except oh, for the bathrooms gosh. that are yellow because this how can you awesome. not have a yellow bathroom because yeah. that's sunny and warm <laughs> I guess, in the 80s you know, <laughs> it's always in the 80s that's that's for sure it's when miami uh, vice was cool yeah they could have filmed part of that here that's so cool i love so, it kyle you you live in florida currently Currently, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you haven't always lived in Florida. No, I uh, I, I move around a lot, and uh, as as Dave would know, I used to live in Colorado next to next to Dave, or right next actually, door. No, not next to the ball field, which he lived uncomfortably close to. That's true. I did. <laughs> like, if there was a ball game, I couldn't go see Dave because um. you just you couldn't drive. And when you say next to me in Denver, you were nowhere near me. You're at yeah, I, you're in, I guess. Scary yeah, I guess it was like 20, 25 minutes away. Hey, that's um, like me to I mean, Las Vegas proper. It certainly wasn't the scary part of town. I mean, like cars and stuff got broken into all the time and there was like always cops around, but, but not scary. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess it was like a little scary, but <laughs> scary, <laughs> scary is relative again, depending on the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, it, it had like a high crime rate and like there was all kinds <laughs> of problems, but there was like a murder every week. <laughs> Nothing yeah, scary I mean, about this. All of his neighbors spent their time outside lifting weights. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a weight bench in the yard. <laughs> I There had to have been a prison pretty close. I, I can't imagine we were too far from one. God. Nice. So, so what's what's your deal with the moving around all the time? <laughs> what's your deal, man? What's your deal? What's your problem? Dave has been trying to get this out of me for like years. Now he's got me on the spot. I it's, can't it's imagine. Interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to me, like as a as a thing about you. I can't imagine why you'd want to move out of a prison like neighborhood. I, I no idea. <laughs> to the like Florida Keys. Why on earth? Well, I mean, the, the deal is, I move every couple of years, and um, apparently, it really bothers a lot of people. Changes his I, name. I don't like have roots anywhere. Um, so, you know, it started when Gets I was 16 social. and I just I just started moving every couple of years and then I kind of liked it. So I kept it up. I mean, it's it's a good way to see what places are out there and where you like living. I mean, yeah. you know, if I, if I stayed where I was born, I would be, you know, in Connecticut and uh, Connecticut's a, a pretty boring state. I mean, yeah. not like Nebraska <laughs> boring, but like... <laughs> I drove boring. through Nebraska. Yep. I've never been to Connecticut, and it's right there. I could go to Connecticut anytime. You should do that. Yeah, just, I got, I've got no interest. Take the train up. You can like see snobs as you drive by. You can Ooh. get some popcorn. And it's like a whole big deal. <laughs> it's uh, sounds fun. <laughs> or it yeah. could be a cultural adventure. Yeah, yes. in the wasp. Is it? Uh, is it like <laughs> doing a, a wasp safari? Yeah, no, that's that's what I was trying to get at. It's you know, you just kind of watch people who, you know, I I guess they're 
white urban males who commute to New York City for work. How long is that commute? That seems like a shitty thing to have to do every day. <laughs> so I hate to say it's most of them take helicopters in. Oh, you're that's, kidding me. That's how bad. I mean, like, you know, the CEOs and stuff that all live in, like, Greenwich and Stanford and stuff, they just take helicopters in every day. But, like, the train ride down on Metro North is, like, 45 minutes. So it's really not terrible. But, you know, the, the people who can afford to live in Connecticut, they tend to just take their helicopters in. It's a great place to raise a family. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have a lot of money, it's, uh, it's certainly a mm-hmm. nice place to be. Where did you live after Connecticut? Um, Maine, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, uh, Arizona. Colorado. Yeah, in what uh, brought Phoenix. you out west? Yeah, like that was quite a jump west there. Yeah, it was. I was on the East Coast for uh, most of my life, and then I guess I was you know twenty four, twenty five, and I said, you know what, I want to go where there's cactus. <laughs> that is a motivator for most and people. I, uh, That's what I, draws I, people to the West. I, I, Who doesn't want a cactus? <laughs> I got in my car and I drove for ninety days, and I uh, I went yeah ninety days straight. Wait, um, what? About yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was um, for it was a rough trip to uh, to Arizona. All for the love of cactus. Yeah, it so was what, it was a really rough trip to come what, to uh, Arizona. What states did you cover in route? I I did forty eight states. I was in, gonna uh, in say days. yeah, yeah. Um, including so it was, Alaska. No, uh, I missed Alaska and Hawaii. All right. Hard to drive to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, you can, just not well. You have to put your car in a boat. Well, you get some inner tubes and you you give it a float. uh, (laughs) You drive right over them. Yeah. Um, So I eventually wound up in Tucson and I I settled there for a while. Then I moved to, to Phoenix. I love the idea that you go on a 90-day driving spree. I know. Yeah, for, through all of the uh, lower 48, uh-huh. and you get to Tucson, you're like, yep, this is it. Well, the, to be honest, I kind of ran out of money in Tucson. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, it. crap, I have, to, I have to do something. Ooh, of all the places. Uh, yeah, Tucson, you know, it gets such a bad rap, Tucson, but yeah, it really is not terrible. <laughs> And I, I was know. only there for like two months. So, and I mean, then you moved to Phoenix. Yeah, well, I got a job in Scottsdale, and I was commuting from Tucson to Scottsdale every day. And I don't know, it was it was like a three hour drive each way. Yeah, that's a commute. That's and a... That, that lasted for like a week, and I was like, I have to go find a place up in Phoenix. And, and then uh, the commute became what forty five minutes? Is that well, no. so? I um I went out of my way to uh, to find a place right next to where I was working uh, uh, because I was so enraged from driving six hours each day. Uh, and I after got, ninety days of straight driving, after, that would be and after ninety days of straight driving, um, so I, I picked a place like three blocks from where I work. the The thing is, when you're doing ninety days in the car by yourself. Around day 45 or 50, you start losing your mind and having conversations with yourself. It was, um, so it was a solo it got road really trip. uncomfortable. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a completely uh, solo road trip and uh, started that to sounds, really snap. That sounds like hell to me. Solitude does, solitude does some crazy things to you. I think it makes you definitely made me more chatty when I spent like a summer alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, between talking to myself and making way too much <laughs> conversation with like, restaurant people and you know hotel clerks it was uh it was definitely a an eye-opening experience for me i working from home 
I uh, there are days if not for this podcast, I would go nuts. <laughs> you know, it, it there is something about yeah. What what's the so is that the longest span of time that you've been in solitude like that driving? That's pretty long, though, ninety days. That's pretty long. That's commendable. Yeah, I, I, well, it's the time I he mean, was in prison. <laughs> it, it depends on what you you define as solitude, because I mean, you know, even driving that long, I was talking to you know people checking in the hotels and waitresses at restaurants and that kind of stuff. But I mean, as far as you know, not conversing with people face to face who were friends or coworkers, yeah, I think that was the the longest stretch. And, and you know, I guess yeah, there are different. It's like. For, for me, I, I did a summer. I used to be a park ranger, which I've mentioned probably many times on this show now. But I was a park ranger, and I the, one summer I transferred to a really remote park that was like 25 miles of dirt road off of a main road that was already pretty isolated, lonely road. And um, so you didn't get a lot of visitors. And so I did see people, and I did interact with people once in a while, but it was really... Um, remote. <laughs> it was really lonely. And I worked on art projects and um, I would go into town two days a week for like my weekends. Anyway, yeah. that was sort of my, but it was definitely, was you learn a lot about yourself in those moments of extended periods of being mostly by yourself. Yeah. You mostly find out that yourself is terrible company. That's, yeah. that's what I found out. Is, I mean, I like me okay, but. I like me. I like me when other people are around. Like, me by myself is pretty terrifying. Yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> that that got a little awkward. <laughs> Nobody really knew how to reply to that. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you why I had an awkward pause there, because I have a total... I have a reason. Right at that moment, right at that moment... I was distracted. I have two of my kids home on spring break today. And usually they're really good about not being, But one just walked in with her hands completely blue and she has painted <laughs> a My Little Pony completely blue. And I'm not really sure what I was supposed to do. I just waved her out. But, like, I don't know what she expected me to do in that situation. Like, her hands are blue and the pony is painted blue. The paint is wet. I don't know. What do, what do I do? Anyway, I was distracted. All over your house. I know. I that can't wait. That concrete floor is going to be blue. Uh, I just uh, have my how walls. How hard painted. is it to get paint off of concrete? The the concrete's great. It's super easy. What I'm more concerned about is I just had all my walls painted white um, a couple weeks ago. So that's interesting. It's we'll going to look like the house from Arrested Development. I know. I'll take pictures <laughs> and share on Twitter if anything happens. <laughs> I'm just like, oh God, what's going to happen here? Anyway, uh, so that's what happened. I apologize for the awkward pause, Kyle. <laughs> awkward pause. <laughs> you guys are good. Did you plan that out? Oh, I'm glad we were all committed to that bit. I was staring at my mic volume because apparently <laughs> if I max if I max out the, the line on the mic, the computer thinks it's smarter than me and turns down the input gain. Oh, nice. It's, it's really frustrating because I know Dave keeps wanting me to get closer and closer to the mic. Oh, there you are. I heard there, you get closer and closer. Yeah. There you are. This is, I mean, I, it's this is the really uncomfortable position. <laughs> I feel so badly. Well, that's, that's what I, we aim for. I, I, I need to take a picture of it and send it because it's, it's off. <laughs> we could change the name of the show, Dave, from unprofessional to uncomfortable. We could. No, we won't, though. <laughs> unprofessional with the subnote, uncomfortable. You, 
you can't just change the name of stuff. I mean, that's that's not how it works. Are you telling well, me what I can and can't do, Kyle? <laughs> I most certainly am. <laughs> I don't like rules. I, li- I like surly Jamie. <laughs> Overcaffeinated, oversunned Jamie. Very, very confident Jamie. Uh, I, I love Kyle. Kyle's great. You know, I, it's a comfort level. He's still level. here. I know. I, I'm just, I am. <laughs> let's pretend he's not for a second and I'll talk about him. No. Um, that would be a fun idea for a podcast. Yeah. To just You bring on a guest and you talk about them like they're not there. Like they're not there. I adore Kyle, though. I've, I've met Kyle a couple times. Fun fella. I'm we're, very pro Kyle. We're conference friends, Jamie. We I, are I see you at conferences friends. and only at conferences. And that's it. And so, I, yeah. And well, here's the, here's the thing while we've got you on the show. You know, I know work Kyle. I don't know personal Kyle. I'm, I feel like we're getting to know each other through flooring and solitude trip, <laughs> trips and stories of solitude. But tell us more. I want to know more about you. That's, what don't that's a people very know? Spot question. <laughs> well, you know, like what what don't people know about Kyle Richter? Like in the work world, what what? Tell us something. <laughs> I, Dave I wish would I had probably a know better question. than anybody. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that that people wouldn't know because you're you're not an open book. That's not what I'd say. But I think yeah. all like the all of the craziest stuff about you is fairly well known. Like you know your guns. Yeah, oh, you're so, a guns guy. See, I didn't know this. So you're a yeah. guns guy. Yeah, See, I grew I, uh, up with guns. I'm not a gun person, but I grew up with you know an ex marine father and had to field strip AK 47s and shit by the time I was 12. <laughs> we had AK 47s and shit. Yeah, you got to say it like that because it's it's all serious. But yeah, got this, I mean this that was... John Connor thing going on there for a minute. Yeah, a little Flying bit, right? Fueys and blowing stuff up. I thought that was just the way the world was. Yeah, it's it, yeah. seriously. Yeah, that was uh, growing up in my household. What was uh, a fun? But tell me more about your guns and stuff. Tell <laughs> I want to <laughs> tell me about tell your me guns, Kyle. <laughs> Boy, that could come out nicely, huh? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm a firearms instructor, and uh, oh you know, shit, big, no way. See, I hobbyist. didn't know that. <laughs> what? You're a guns instructor. Yeah, uh, firearm safety uh, instructor. Guns. Yeah. I uh, I believe I certified Dave to carry a, a firearm in Colorado at one That's point true. or another. That's that awesome. Yeah. See, this See, is the and kind he of actually stuff made I'm me do the about. test. Well, Good. Yeah. <laughs> How many questions are on the test? I forget. It's it's not huge. It's probably like forty or fifty multiple choice. Multiple choice. How many I, do you I, have I to? I got a passing grade. What was it like? You had to get ninety percent right or something. Oh. Yeah, you have to get like a lot right. It's not like a driving test where they will put <laughs> you behind the wheel of a you know car when you get like a sixty percent. Like they they want you not to shoot people. It's it's important to the, that makes sense to them. That's yeah. a good policy. You know, I have a question. Like speaking of that, so I grew up here in Nevada as a kid, and we actually in sixth grade had to go through hunter safety, which is sort of a gun, a gun safety class. Um, it was a part of our like sixth grade curriculum. Hunter safety is that a normal thing? I just learned that that's not it's, normal. It's probably hunter not safety like a normal. Sounds like a superhero's alter ego. <laughs> hunter, hunter safety. It's it's a standard class, but I've never heard of it being like mandatory for like high school students. But. Yeah, sixth grade is because I it's, it has to be because I was in rural Nevada. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to defend yourself when you can't go out at night because of the wolves. Yeah, that's true. The wolves, fucking wolves, man. But see, the the gun thing when when uh, Kyle was in Colorado and we sort of got into this, it was interesting for me. Kind of going back to the the isolation thing and and our sort of general <laughs> theme of that on this show. We're 
working from home and and uh, you know spending a lot of time in my apartment, it, the things I liked about when we'd go trap shooting or target shooting or something, it was it's a hobby that you could not enjoy in your apartment. <laughs> it does force so, you to get outside. So I did have to leave that. I mean, that's that's kind of nice. And uh, we, yeah, for trap shooting, I had to go outside, get some fresh air. It's kind of nice. Like I'm not in the camp of everybody should have a gun, uh, but you know, I, it, sometimes it's fun to shoot clay pigeons. I've never done that. Well, <laughs> I was just thinking that you, know, you have to be careful what you say because um, they could definitely use this recording on CNN one day and be like, and here he is talking about how he loves guns. And Are you, are you worried about saying something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always worried about saying something. You have to be careful. <laughs> NSA is definitely listening. For me, this is going to be episode 89, so they'd have to go through tons and tons of hours of audio to find the most incriminating stuff. On you, but not on Kyle. They're like, pick yeah. the Kyle Richter episode. I imagine that I could just scroll to any spot in any episode and find incriminating info on you, Dave. I, I just have to imagine <laughs> that you're just 24-7 on unprofessional spouting it out. No, it doesn't really happen. I mean, again, like I, I feel like I'm an open book. I don't, I don't, like my, my darkest secrets are the stuff that I talk about because it's funny. Exactly, yeah. I have no secrets. Speaking of dark secrets... <laughs> okay <laughs> let's let's do speak of guess, dark secrets i guess there is the the one thing about kyle <laughs> that people well this suspense is building right now this this comes up a lot or it used to when when we did more conferences together this came up all the time the uh the questions about our relationship oh yeah, me and Dave are very comfortable around each other, <laughs> and you know alcohol makes us more comfortable around each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. I like holding hands with people. And, well, you know, that will lead to various situations in various <laughs> countries. Dave yeah. and, and Kyle making out? Is it making no. out? No, oh, no, 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 no. I don't no, think not, holding not hands out. is a big deal. I don't think this is a big deal. I don't know. It's not a big Unless deal. Unless you're really certainly. worried about perception. but <laughs> it's, it's certainly not a big deal. And, you know, I don't think either of us are concerned with perception, but... <laughs> When, I, when you I, get I'm enjoying the mental image of people listening to this going, wait, they hold hands? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we oh. just got asked an uncomfortable <laughs> amount of times about our relationship. Well, it's because we would, we would always share rooms when we would do conferences. Like we would yeah. – uh, I think the first big one is we went to Hong Kong together to do the Macworld thing there and we, we split a room. We split a room because you went to China without getting a hotel room. You got a 16-hour flight with no hotel booked on the other end. I'm not a planner. Dave's a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants kind of guy. I am. I really am. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it all worked out, (laughs) other than than your snoring. Yeah, I was was congested. At one point, I I threw, I literally threw the remote at his head to wake him up. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm congested, I snore. Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't See, work. That's a like I I've had instances like that. Like my family used to go to you know Disneyland or whatever, and you know so it's like you and your parents in in the same room, in the same confined space. My dad was such a snorer. Oh my gosh, my sister would like try to toss things from our bed to our parents' bed to try to just hit <laughs> my dad and um, wake him up just enough to stop snoring. We got in so much trouble. Oh my gosh. Anyway. My favorite of the uh, the awkward conference moments for me and Kyle was when we were uh, we were in Amsterdam. I was speaking at the Next Web a couple years ago, and 
this was this was actually the the hotel where I met the girl that I wound up moving there for. She was the the desk girl at this hotel. Kyle had come over just to kind of like hang out in Amsterdam for a few days because you know why not? So he's gonna crash in my room with me, and the uh, the hotel. You go into the room and there's two beds, but they'd push them together. And every day we would we would we'd pull the you know the first day we we pull the beds apart, uh, you know we'd we'd sleep. And the next morning we'd get up and we'd go out you know visit the the city and 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 do touristy things. We'd get back to the hotel and they would have pushed the beds back together. I know what they thought was going on. <laughs> It's just so weird to me that they would go through the trouble of no, 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 it's okay with us. You can you can push the beds back together. These were fairly big beds too. It wasn't like they were pushing a cot next to it to make room. They were moving like a three hundred pound bed, like yeah, this is a foot and a half across the room each night. I feel like they were trying to tell us something. Like, is that a normal thing for them to push the bits together? Or was certainly it... not. Yeah, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, that's so bizarre that the that they would they'd be like. Uh, like an assumed courtesy, regardless of a person, you know, of, of any couple's situation. Like, uh, you know, even if like me and my boyfriend checked into a hotel, like I still think it would be really presumptuous and odd to walk in and see the beds pushed together. I'd be like, wait, what? Like, that's so weird. In any circumstance, that's weird. weird. I, part, of me, part of me still wonders if it was maybe the girl messing with me. Like maybe she was having maybe it was a joke like some kind of Dutch joke that I, I'm not getting. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I never asked. I did ask why it was that um, when I got when I one day I get back to the hotel and Kyle had landed and apparently it showed up and she tells me your friend is here. I'm like okay great. Where she goes? Oh, he's up in in the room. And, and I said, well, how's he in the room? I didn't leave a key for him. She goes, well, I gave him the key. Like, why would you give him the... I didn't even... I didn't tell you he was coming. She's like, yeah, well, he said he was your friend. He was going to be staying with you, so oh. I gave him a key. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, wait, what? Security. Some dude just shows up and says he's staying with me, and you give him my key? And she's like, yeah. They let me right up, too. I'd even have to make an argument. Like, it wasn't like I conned him or convinced him. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I have a key to this room? And they're like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> no problem. This is what yeah, I love about the Dutch. They're so trusting. They're so naive. Well, that was the hotel that made you hand in your key when you left the building, too. You yeah, couldn't leave the yeah. building with your own key. Yep. They managed that shit. Crazy. That was, that was a really weird hotel. The Hotel V in Amsterdam. little shout out for them. <laughs> if, you're, if you're ever in Amsterdam. <laughs> if you're in Amsterdam and want a really uncomfortable hotel to stay Seriously. In, where they won't give you a key and let strangers into your room. Hotel That's V. That's just... Bonkers. There's there's a couple of things about this. The uh, holding on to your key for you that's good, so you don't lose your key because if you lose your key, you're screwed. Because these these were physical like metal keys, right? Like a, right. I've had those before. I actually hate those now when you get actual keys. Yeah, it feels so big and clunky and awful. Yeah, like where am I going to put this? You yeah. Know? Well, the thing about leaving your key there is you don't have to put it anywhere. That's nice. Actually. You, there's no opportunity to lose it. There's no opportunity to to screw it up. But giving it to someone else. Yeah. Apparently, they'll <laughs> just give it to anybody who asked for it. It's like, I so here's if you're ever if you're ever staying in Amsterdam, or if you're if you find yourself in Amsterdam and you need a place to stay, <laughs> just go to Hotel V and tell them that you're staying in a room already, and they'll just give you the key. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. I tried explaining to her that that's not okay, that she shouldn't do that. And she, she didn't understand at all. Very trustworthy. Not like Americans. She's just, yeah, she was so like 
but why would somebody lie about that? Exactly. Why would somebody like, lie about that? It doesn't matter why they would lie about it. The thing is, they, they do. And, Even and, if I wasn't do, lying, yeah. like, why would somebody want you in their room when they're not there? Like, that would make me really uncomfortable to start with. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. As was, the person who is in your room. <laughs> I would have thrown a fit if she weren't cute. That's always the, uh, the uh, escape. We don't take uh, vacations together anymore, Kyle. We don't. Um, we we did run to. into each other at DC. Yeah, yeah. And Jamie. Yeah, I was there. I saw you both. Everybody was there. Oh, Kyle, you missed you missed the uh, you missed Taco Night in DC. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Kyle, you missed Friskus. <laughs> what? Yes, I did. We- <laughs> Do elaborate, we, we- please. What? We we made a game show called Friskus. Where we watched your talk, and we had a bingo board for things that we knew you would talk about. Okay. And we played it, which is why I got up and left the room cracking up in the middle of your talk. Well, not in the middle, like five minutes into your talk. talk. Dave's talk. Oh. We called it Friskus, and I won on the kangaroo story. And I lost it. You lost it with hilarious (laughs) laughter, uncontrollable laughter. It's Dave's not amused. Game. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's not a very good game. You've seen the talk before. You know what I'm well, going to say. Well, we didn't know what talk you were doing. It was, it was just listed as keynote. I yeah. want to know well, I mean, when that's kind of yeah. my move. Yeah, okay, yeah I was well. going to say, I want to know when there's a new talk. That's what I want. Um, yeah, ooh. that's a challenge. Well, cool. I won't be at all, of course. Yeah, either yeah, either will be. I. You guys should be at all. Um. For for the listeners uninitiated, unfamiliar, uh, Ool is a conference in Ireland. It's happening the twenty seventh through the thirtieth, uh, or twenty eighth to the thirtieth of this month. Uh, Ool is U L L, so twenty fourteen dot U L L dot I E. You should definitely be there. You guys should be there. I don't I don't get why you're not. It, it might help to actually explain what the conference is about, as opposed to here's a, a generic conference you should go to. No, no, I don't. I, 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 you can't be told what the Matrix is. You just have to experience. You have to see it for yourself. It's true. It's. I mean, I, I think if you said it's a tech conference or it's a, you know, it would oversimplify. Um, it's a conference about making great things. It is. There and you go. Ool actually means Apple in what Gaelic? Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I learned something. I got to speak there last year. It was very cool. Honestly, in all the conferences I've done, and I, I, I don't mean to speak down on any of the conferences I've done, but Ool really holds the bar high. Like mm-hmm. that is like the bar, the bar that all conferences should have right there. It's amazing. Yeah. So my, my talk at Ool will be, uh, I think it's 17 minutes long because so, they like to do yeah. the, the nice short like TED style. Like TED Talks. And, yeah, it's going to be a uh, uh, all new material. Can we loop back to tacos for a minute? I have a yeah. taco, oh, yeah, taco question. Taco story. So here's the thing about Taco Night uh, when we were in DC. I don't remember whose idea it was. I don't remember who shot first. I just remember we did the, our our live. If you weren't there, you missed it. Episode of the show with Casey, and then we wound up in the bar. I think the bar was closing, and me or Casey or somebody suggested. I mean, this is it's not even Washington DC. The thing about this this conference is it wasn't in D.C. It's weird to me that they would have a destination conference that isn't anywhere near the destination. So it's nowhere near D.C. It's like right next to the Dulles Airport, and there's nothing around that's open after 9. Except for the Taco Bell in the parking lot of the hotel. 
And just to explain, I'm going to defend the conference a little bit on their location. The reason they do that is to make it very cost affordable for people who may not be able to. Um, and it's easy. It's just it's easy to get in and out of for a lot of people as far sure. as you it's know, just it's, it's just an, an interesting choice. It, but yeah, they do that in most of the cities that they do. They try to stay close to the uh, airports and the places for people to get in and out of and lodging is cheaper. So sure. it's affordable. So we we had the idea. We got very excited about going to Taco Bell. Yes, so we, we did. go. We we go to the Taco Bell. There was a Taco Bell right next door with the drive. Yeah, it's it's in it's in the the parking lot of the hotel, effectively. Yes. And and uh, but it was after ten or something, so the lobby of the Taco Bell was closed. It was All one a.m. The drive-through. Oh, was it? All right. <laughs> yep. Time flies. J- Jamie, do you want to tell the story? <laughs> nope. I want to keep adding and messing Dave up. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Continue your story. Uh, so so I, I sort of led a drunken parade of conference attendees through the Taco Bell drive-thru. And uh, we get up to the speaker and the guy's like, I'm sorry, we, we can't serve you if you don't have a car. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go get a car. And we found somebody who was sober and had a car and we, we piled in. Here, wait. Uh, I have to interject here. Like this was... I, I know you do <laughs> because this was it was hilarious actually how that this happened is the cars that happened to be right behind us were the people that had cars so they pulled into the drive-through I didn't know just I didn't realize that those were the people that were actually part of our group and I thought we were jumping into cars of random people I really believe this so it was it was and it kind of like if I just were getting into some strangers I really I can sign up at the drive through exactly that's not, even, that's not even carjacking I don't know what that is it was it was funny yeah I don't know and so it was like Dave says to the guy at the speaker he says I can't I can't serve you you know, I can't take your order if you're not in cars. Dave just says, okay, we'll go find some cars. And we all, like, there's eight people here, and we all just jump into cars that are surrounding us, like, in this drive in the drive through. what Jamie was thinking right there. I what was the guy at the drive through thinking right there? That's exactly. The guy at the drive through was probably, um, you know, just like, what the hell? They're just jumping into cars right now, like, into random people's cars. And and so that's that. what we did. We jumped into random people's cars, but they weren't as random as it seemed at the moment. It turns no. out. Anyway, turns out. so that so happened. So we, we bought tacos for everyone. Like all of the tacos. We, we had more than enough. $43 like had, worth of tacos. This, by the way, is what I love about Taco Bell. You can, like, like calorie per dollar, you just can't. You just <laughs> can't do it. Is that something so, you shop for calorie <laughs> per dollar? Well, I mean, if you're, if your concern is like feeding your family, if you can yep. get, if you can feed your family on $5, then shit. And you can, night. you can. I don't know. The, Taco Bell. You the, feed a conference for 40 bucks. So little for, Caesars, $5 pizza. I think might have it beat. I There's love, a lot of calories in that thing. I you know the truth is a Taco Bell taco only has a hundred calories. So <laughs> on the fitter side, my, I, That's I, very I reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> this episode sponsored by Taco Bell. Yes, and Little Caesars Pizza. I've pizza. been trying so hard to get Taco Bell to sponsor the show. They won't do it. They won't return my calls. Aww. Anyway, so we, we go back into the lobby and we're all sitting around eating our tacos and, and talking drunkenly and way too loudly. And, and somebody brings back down a bottle of scotch and we drank some more. And at the end of the night, we had everybody was stuffed full of tacos and burritos because there were and we so still, many, and we still had a whole box of tacos left over. 
So we didn't want to just throw them away. We didn't know what to do. And it comes down to me and Jamie in the elevator carrying this box of tacos. And we're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? The elevator door opens on her floor. And I'm like, I got an idea. And we, we took this box of tacos and left complimentary USA Today style a taco in front of every door on the third floor. So I was on the third floor. And, <laughs> Did you get a taco? Uh, I, they were all gone come morning. I think some oh. really pissed off housekeeper. Had <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they started early. Because uh, I was up at like 730. Uh, and yeah. I looked on Twitter thought? and there was a picture of a taco in front of a door. That's and I was right. like, could it possibly be Christmas <laughs> on the third floor? It is. And I opened the door to the... The most disappointing moment of my life. I just had a realization. <laughs> well, yes, I, I think I think that was accidentally very racist. Erasist. No. <laughs> what is an erasist? Accidentally racist. What? What, what was leaving accidentally a, leaving racist. a taco at people's yeah, doors? A, uh, be, well, I mean, if you're the housekeeping, the Latino housekeeping staff, <laughs> and and you 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 know arrive to work to. You know, do your thing, and you see a taco or a burrito in front of every door, that might send a wrong message. Can I say that I think it's extremely racist that you assume the housekeepers were Latino? I saw the housekeepers. They were Latino. <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> it's not my fault. So I didn't make them Latino. <laughs> I, I doubt that that was <laughs> offensive. I, I really doubt that leaving Taco okay. Bell at the doorstep is, is offensive. All right. Well, they probably were the just expert. doing their job and cleaning up garbage in the hallway. Why were Which, they up? Why were was, they working so early? Because there was tacos in front of every damn <laughs> door on the third in. floor. <laughs> I'm sure the first person up was like, "There's a weird taco in front of my door." <laughs> the only person that would eat a taco in front of their door is Kendall, <laughs> and it's possible that he came to town and ate them all. <laughs> uh, I love the idea. There's like so somebody had to like call in the staff. <laughs> Guys, we've got an emergency on the third floor. There's a taco situation going on up on the third floor. Get down here fast. I mean, at least they were still in the wrappers. It wasn't True. like just open tacos <laughs> scattered randomly across the third floor. I I stand by it. I It was the funniest thing that to. had ever happened, honestly. It was <laughs> Dave and I like I I thought I was going to pee my pants in the hallway. Seriously, I was laughing so hard. It was the funniest thing. Seriously, this is the funniest thing. If that's not funny to you, it's you. (laughs) It's you. (laughs) If you're not at home laughing about this, you have a problem. It's you. If you're not not currently enjoying this free taco story. Just the way it looked. And there was one burrito. So it was like taco, taco, tacos. (laughs) And we had one burrito left. So one person got a burrito, which is even funnier Uh, to me. It looked so funny. Just nested by the door. Like duck, duck, goose. My only there regret is. is that we put them so close to the door. If we left them a little further out, we could have gotten the long shot. Down the <laughs> I, know, I know. that's. I did try to take that, show, that shot. And I have one. But all you know how iPhone is? Like when you try to, you're like, oh, it's beautiful. And you take a picture and everything's like a million miles away. Yeah. And even if you zoom, it just doesn't do it justice. I have that's a couple right. shots on my phone of the hallway. And you can kind of see these little white dots down the hall but it's just it's so hard to tell yeah it's just it's not effective unless you were there well you know uh you guys are both gonna be wwc right oh yeah i'm still tentative but yeah there's a carl's jr next to the park 55 oh my god (laughs) do they do like 50 cent hamburgers or anything they do 99 cent whatever floor i'm staying on at the park 55 this year i'll let you know that's the floor to do because i want my free carl's jr hamburger 
Awesome. Awesome. Isn't there a Burger King right there, too, that's, like, subterranean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got is. the weird entrance across the street. Yeah. Well, no, it turns out that's the back door to the Burger King. Oh. It's still, like, through, like, some sort of utility hallway. Yeah, it seems like it's always, yeah. There's always well, trash bags lined up right there. Yeah, it's the back door of the Burger King. There we go. Where do you put your trash? By the front driveway. Garbage cans? Yeah. Well, you're not a Burger King. That's right. I am not. <laughs>